0: Veterinary Unicorns. My name is Amy Newfield. I'm both the host and owner of Veterinary Team Training. Check out all my other blogs and podcasts at vetteamtraining.com. Today, let's talk about meetings. I know everyone's favorite subject in the whole world. If you're a veterinary employee, veterinarian, veterinary technician assistant, front office, or maybe you're in a leadership role, meetings are really important. And I get it, you have no time, you're already busy, you're working 50 to 60 hours, you're not getting paid enough, I get it. I totally do understand your disdain for meetings, but they are really important. And if you're in a leadership role, you need to make sure they're mandatory. I know, the word mandatory, cringe, but in every other business, they're mandatory. They're mandatory in human health care. They're mandatory if you work for Home Depot. They're mandatory. But yet somehow in veterinary medicine, we feel like, well, if you can attend, if you're not too stressed out, we really want you to show up to this meeting. If you can maybe show up for like five minutes or, you know, if it's not too much of an inconvenience. Let's start off with the basics. First of all, they need to be mandatory because they need to be in their job description. You know those things that you probably have failed to give out to your employees? Job descriptions are important for many reasons, but first and foremost, if you don't have any description of their requirement for showing up to meetings, well then it's not in their job description. So we do need to set the tone from the very basics, which is, Meetings need to be listed as mandatory in the job description. It's part of their job. They need to be expected to come to them. So we need to set that expectation up first and foremost. Why do they have to be mandatory? because they all work in a team, that's why. And we need to have team meetings so that we can discuss important topics. The irony behind all of this is that every veterinary professional wants to feel like they can contribute or have input into a decision that's being made for the hospital or or particularly they're part of their team. However, then they don't wanna go to the meetings where the decisions and the input actually do occur. So ironic. But first and foremost, all veterinary professionals need to have in their job description that it is mandatory to attend team meetings. The second step to a successful meeting is making sure you keep it in one hour or less. Anything more than an hour, you lose participation and you lose any sort of enthusiasm that may have been there. People get drained after an hour. So really, it does need to be kept under an hour. Now, thankfully, we are in 2021. We're not in the 1900s. And so having meetings and making the mandatory are easier now more than ever. One of the very few good things that came out of the pandemic was that we all needed to learn about technology in a better way, such as Zoom, Microsoft Teams, or any other of the myriad of platforms that you choose to use. There are platforms that now allow you to phone in. I would encourage you to make sure that those who are calling in, you can see their pretty faces because otherwise you don't really have accountability as to what that team member is doing. It's funny because I was just watching the news this morning and on a board meeting uh, (laughs) on a town in a New England state, I don't think she realized she was on camera because in the middle of this public, board meeting. There she is drinking a Budweiser, eating her dinner, picking her teeth with a toothpick, and no one said anything. But talk about accountability. We know exactly whether or not she was focused on that board meeting or not. Answer no. So... We can now have our participants participate from their home, but we still need to see them because we would be seeing them in person if they were at the hospital. So as a manager or supervisor, I get, I would say give them options, right? You can either drive into the hospital, And of course, you're going to pay them for their time either at home or at the hospital because it's mandatory. You can either drive in where we can see you smiling in front of us or, you know, in a neutral tone in front of us, whatever your facial expression is, it's cool. But we can visually see you here in the hospital or we will visually see you on your camera at home. Those are your two options. So don't give them the out to turn off their cameras because if you wanted to you could ask them to come into the meetings because after all they're mandatory and their performance is based off of it so it's really important that we set the tone up front and i understand no one likes being at home on camera but listen you'd be visually seen if you were sitting in person at a table or in an office setting so you gotta be able to be seen that's really important Otherwise, you could turn the camera off and be that woman drinking the Budweiser, looking around, not paying attention. Um, And that's more often what happens when we have employees call in. So The next thing you want to do is set an agenda this is really important and actually gets better buy-in when employees know what is about to be discussed they're more likely to show up to the meeting if they have no idea what is going to be discussed or it's going to be a free-for-all they're really not going to get good buy-in to actually wanting to attend this meeting so setting an agenda and putting it out to those who are participating in the meeting ahead of time like a week or so is really key it also allows them the, the ability to look at the agenda and think about something maybe they want to discuss at the meeting. This is not the manager show. This is really important. So that's where a lot of meetings get poor buy-in or people don't show up because it's always been the show that is focused on whatever the manager says. This is a group and a team meeting. So to get good buy-in, you need to set a written agenda. Put it out in an email and say, hey, if anyone has anything else to bring up, please let me know one or two days before the meeting so I can put it on the agenda. The agenda is also the timekeeper. So this is really important. If you know that there's a hot button topic that's gonna require some time, make sure that you put between you know, 7 a.m. to 7.20 a.m. We're gonna talk about schedule changes. This is also important so that we don't have the meeting get hijacked, you know, in these big, big new conversations where we might be changing a policy or setting a new procedure in the hospital. We might need more conversation built around than just 20 minutes, say for schedule change, but just the introduction of it. We don't want the meeting to get hijacked where now everybody's fears and anxieties and anger and frustration comes out and that 20 minutes is now two hours. I've been in those two hour meetings. It ends in tears and screaming and everyone's fried. People are looking down. They're looking away. They're trying to avoid the situation. It's a freaking nightmare. So when we're focusing on topics that might be heated or might need further input, We set the tone for 20 minutes, but we make sure we tell the team, listen, we're going to set an entire hour for this topic at X and Y, Z date. Right? So that's going to get you good buy-in by setting that agenda ahead of time. And now you're going to, at the actual meeting, Welcome, everybody, and make sure it's a pleasant meeting environment. Now, right now, we're still in COVID, so I understand a lot of us are six to 10 feet apart, may be wearing masks, may not be wearing masks. It's really dependent on the hospital and the location at this point. However, if we're going to be meeting in person, we need it to be fun. You know, I once consulted with a veterinary hospital where they really legit did not have a break room. Not just the, they didn't have a break they didn't have a break room. Their break room was set up around the place that they put the pets who had died. So yeah, the freezers. That's that's where their break room was at. And in this freezer room it was terrible. In the room where the freezers were there was about two or three chairs. On top of the freezer was their actual microwave and a mini fridge where they stored their food. I, I'm not making this up. I really, it's till, still to this day haunts me in my dreams and during the daytime. Um, I'd like to think they've since gotten a break room, but that's not a place to hold the meeting. So if your facility doesn't have a true break room, then you really need to invest in renting out space or finding a more friendly location. You cannot hold a great productive meeting around freezers. You just can't, I can't even believe it's a thing, but it's a thing, people. So make sure that the meeting space is productive. Ideally, you have nice soft lighting, not so bright that everyone's eyeballs and retinas are being burned out of their sockets, but also not so dim that people are squinting to see things. So a nice calming light if you can control the lights, very important. Food, food, people love food. Veterinary professionals love food. We love food, but don't just stick with the boring pizza and the donuts. Do potlucks. Make it interesting. Encourage everybody to bring something. Have a taco day. You know, do different ethnic foods. Really challenge what that food looks like so that people get excited about coming because it's going to be something new. Just not boring old pizza yet again. So anyway, I want the meeting to be a space and an environment that they're ready to participate in a meeting. And now the next step is you're going to require participation. So we have an agenda. We're going to keep it to under an hour. Everyone's showing up because it's mandatory and they respect the fact that it's part of their job. It's in a friendly environment. People are eating good food and we're going to require participation. So a lot of times what managers fail to do is actually interact with the team. They do a talking to. This is where the manager just talks to the team. There's no point to that meeting. You could have put that stuff in an email and sent it out if you weren't going to gain any participation from it. The whole point of the meeting is it's a group team effort to share ideas and feedback. But often in veterinary medicine, I find that managers and supervisors Hospital administrators, they just do a talk to. Here's all the points on the agenda. Blah, 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 blah. Here's all the new things that are getting changed. Blah, 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 blah. And we forget to actually get participation. And sometimes they feel like they they've asked for participation. Does anybody have any questions? Anybody got any questions? No? Good. Great. You did not individually ask people. You have introverts. You have extroverts. You have people who are introverted at extroverted times and extroverts who can be introverted. In certain situations, even your best extrovert, if you've given them information they're not thrilled with, you may have shut them down. So you need to ensure that every single member of the meeting actually contributes and that's uncomfortable because people are now expected to talk. No, not the talking, that's terrifying, but it's really important. So I want you to go around the room and on, on these big agenda items where you really do need their input, literally ask them, Sally, what do you think about this? John, what do you think about this? Call them out and have them actively participate. It's gonna be a much better productive meeting. As a leader, you should do a lot more listening and a lot less talking. This is probably a good rule of thumb should end up on a T-shirt somewhere, right? So when we have things that we need to discuss that requires thought processes or inputs, I want you to put the idea out there and I want you to hear from them. You don't need to solve all the world's problems, by the way, in one meeting. So if let's just say we have a group who's struggling with gossiping or negativity or being short staffed, too often what I find is a supervisor may say, listen, I know we're short staffed. I want to let everybody know we've got three job postings out there. Or I understand, I've heard that there's a lot of gossip on the floor that we're really struggling with negativity. No, that's nice that you announce those things, But now, once you announce it, here's the next thing you need to do to get good buy-in on the meetings. What do you guys think we should do to get people to to want to work for us is there anything we're not doing can you guys think of something that we haven't done already i want to hear from you what ideas do you have to staff this hospital better do you have any ideas of how we could maybe change the schedule up i want you guys to talk and can we start with you susan over there do you have any ideas and put them on the spot and get them to really focus in on what you're asking them to do, which is to to participate in the team. Too often we lose buy-in from our associates because unfortunately all we do is talk to them and we forgot to actually ask for their input when they're the ones doing the work on the floor. How do we get people from saying this is just a job to this is my hospital? One of the easiest ways to do that is to make them feel included. And so often at meetings, when we have the talking to meetings where I'm just up there going, blah, 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 new policy, blah, 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 change in schedule, blah, 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 we're short staffed. They're not feeling included now, are they? So they are the subject matter experts of what it needs to happen in that team or how we might even be able to recruit differently. Let's get our meetings more interactive rather than just talking to them. Because when we talk to them, that's when it becomes just a job. But if we include them, see the difference talking to versus including them in the meetings? We as leaders get ideas and spontaneity and, you know, excitement from our team. So that's really important that we make sure that we include them. One way that we can get them engaged in conversation is to ask open-ended questions, right? What do you think we should do? And have them have open-ended questions. Another thing you can do is have breakout groups. If you are really struggling with scheduling and you are at your wit's end of how to recruit for this hospital, say, you know what, for the first 20 minutes, can you guys break out in groups of two or three and come up with a few ideas for me? Because I don't know what else to do. Now they've got input. And then after that 20 minutes, you don't need to continue with that part of the conversation. Say, guys, I really appreciate you taking the time and brain dumping for me. I needed that. I'm going to look over your ideas and then I'm going to get back to you with other things we can do in terms of recruiting. Right? Amazing. Or, hey, I'm really struggling with the negativity here and I know you guys aren't happy about it either. Can you guys just do a brain dump? Write down, you know, two or three things that we can maybe address or, or review that will help change the hospital's culture so that we become more positive. Just can you throw me some ideas? Because it's so important that you guys tell me how we can help this hospital since you guys are the ones working in the team. It, it sounds crazy, but when we engage our members like this and our team like this, we're going to have them feel like they're part of the team. Now a couple other things just to keep your meeting productive, right? Because we've all been in those nightmarish, unproductive meetings where the conversation spirals around in circles and the next thing you know, an hour goes by and nothing got accomplished. Make sure that you set a few rules ahead of time. Obviously, you're going to engage them with participating by asking questions and talking to them directly and making sure that you listen more than you actually speak. But the other thing is remind them to stay on meeting related topics. We ask for their agenda list ahead of time. If they want to bring something up new that's different, I'm not saying it's not important, but whenever anybody said, Amy, actually, I want to bring up something else. I say, well, tell me what it is. And it could be something like, you know what? Our lab equipment is not performing very well. I feel like it's bad blood work values and we can't trust it. I say thank you so much for bringing this up. We're going to stick with the agenda. And if we have time, we'll address this. But if not, you and I will talk separately and we'll figure this out. Okay? so it's not to say you're not dismissing them. You're not going to be like, don't even talk to me. You didn't put it on the agenda beforehand. Please don't do that. Certainly address it very quickly, but table it right away so that you keep control of the meeting related topics. That's really important. And then one of the other big ones, no cell phones. Yep, that's right. Cell phones are in silent mode, face down. Because too often when they're faced up, all the flashy flus and bleep-blitty blops happen. People are still paying attention to their cell phones. Cell phones down face down or away so you can't even visually see them that's really important to get everybody to check in meetings are really important because we can't change things in our hospitals if we don't have good team buy-in we don't get good team buy-in if they're not actually part of a team and you get to be part of the team by discussing all the things you want to accomplish whether it be changing the medicine it, you know, putting in a new policy, changing the way you're currently doing curbside, revamping the schedule, maybe even re overhauling the hospital flow. It, it only happens if we actually have meetings. And for those of you who are exhausted and you're burned out and you're like, I'm working 50 to 60 hours a week. I get it. I understand. But meetings are part of every single job. And I'm so sick and tired of people saying, well, I can't go to the meeting because I'm burned out. Reality is, is that when you participate in meetings and feel like you're part of a team, you're actually less burned out and you actually then can contribute to decreasing the burnout. So as a manager, it gets very frustrating when team members don't show up, but then they complain about issues. And that is the irony of that. So with this modern technology, we've all gotten a little bit comfortable with, even I don't love being on camera all the time. And for every single one of my meetings, I have to be on camera all the time. My boss does not allow me to turn the camera off. So I'm always on camera now, (laughs) 24 hours a day, it feels like. I get it. It's uncomfortable. But with the modern technology, we can have our associates chime in from their homes, their bedrooms, whatever that looks like. But they do need to be on camera. That's really important. And the very last thing I'm always asked about is how many meetings a year, ideally once a month, That's right. Now, if you work for a large hospital, you may have to have smaller breakout meetings only once a month, like a certain department all meets together. And as far as the whole hospital goes, maybe that's only twice a year because having a whole hospital meeting gets fairly unproductive. It's nice to get everybody together, but not a lot of happens because we've got so many people who all want to share ideas. And in those Whole hospital meetings, I find they're often more just a talking to. One concept I liked from a company I worked with was that they would do town halls. The company was very large, but still the president and the vice president wanted to make sure that they connected with everyone in the company. So any employee could just come on in and listen to the town hall and it was just a talking to there were some points that were brought up ahead of time so if you wanted something addressed if you wanted to hear from the president of the company about x y and z or you had a concern you would just have to submit it ahead of time and then he or she would address it during this town hall they still kept it under an hour which was really great but I thought it was a really nice way to address the company as a whole and so if you are dealing with a large hospital certainly maybe once or twice a year just having a town hall. Allowing people to submit their concerns ahead of time is always key so that we can make sure that we get to everybody's concerns and again keeping it under an hour. In those instances it's hard to have everybody on camera depending on the size of the hospital but certainly I want you guys to think outside the box. Uh, uh, Most hospitals you can get a full hospital meeting and it's not going to be unproductive. And I do think it's important to have those meetings where veterinarians work with technicians and work with the front office, because when we have more teams getting together and collaborating, we have a better team environment. I'm going to be putting this all in a blog so that you can kind of use that as a template to create better meetings for your own hospital. I hope that this helps you, and as always, have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening, and check out all of my other blogs and podcasts at VetteamTraining.com.